if we can ever find a way. My work is here now, Commander. But your power and mine will cross again. Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast. I am one of your hosts, Johnson, and with me, as always, is Mike. He will never leave me alone. Hey, Mike, how's it going? Oh, I won't. Yeah, you're. Hi, one. Johnson. You're the one who slacks me at eight thirty, eight fifteen in the morning exactly. almost every day. That's true. That's true. I'm like, hey, hey, hey. Bueller, with, lo- there? with lots of exclamation points. How are you today? It's Wednesday. You asking me? Is there someone else on this podcast? I'm just just making sure you're asking me. Did Anthony Rapp show up to (laughs) be with us? Um, I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm I'm tired though today. Today's been a long long work day, but we are getting to the end of the week. We're almost we're almost there. Uh, How how have you been? How has been uh, how has been your day? (laughs) How has your day been? Wow. English is not easy. English is difficult. Uh, I'm good. It's been a busy week as well. Uh, A lot of wrapping up for the year end, which uh, ends on June 30th for for me. So Mm -hmm. a lot happening with meetings and budgets and meetings and budgets and just Oh yeah, meetings. That's Wrapping up uh, everything. So I'm, I'm familiar with the meeting life. Hashtag meeting life. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but it's mostly setting up. It's coordinating a lot of meetings. So that's the problem. Like you're sending emails and trying to coordinate people. And, you know, I had like 20 emails going back and forth with this one person. Are, to, are these people outside the organization? <clears throat> this particular one was, yes. And oh, through, no, through no fault of his own. I mean, because it is the end of the year, it is taken, you know, he's trying to get a colleague into this meeting uh, with our group. And it's just... Why don't you use Doodle? You should just use Doodle. <laughs> I have for something. I do use Doodle for some things. But for these external meetings, I usually have to fit things into pockets of time. So it doesn't really make sense. I'm trying to get them in as soon as I can. And everyone's trying to get things done by June 30th. So, uh, but it all worked out. And now we're, you know, planning, trying to plan for the summer as well before people go on vacation. So it's mm-hmm. just a lot uh, going on. And I am three weeks away from my vacation, which is exciting. You are very excited for it. You're, you're very pumped. Yes, I am. I am leaving the computer behind. We're going to record ahead of time and queue up our episodes so that they're all done. And yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to two weeks, two and a half weeks of pretty much almost total disconnection. That's exciting. Yeah. So long since I like complete disconnected. 
Yeah, Let's it's going to be great. Fun. It's going to be great. We've got all our plans finalized. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be great. So, Wait, do you have like a itinerary all planned out or, or what? What are you guys doing? Yeah, unlike when we travel with you, we do not need a spreadsheet of timetables and things and, and daily tasks. It helps if you want to make reservations and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 absolutely. There are certain pieces of that that are helpful, yes. But also, we are just la- much more laid back. We're like, oh, you know, pick a night, you know, or or we go with whatever can, can be scheduled. So we had to schedule a luau on a Monday night, which is fine. Yeah, um, yeah. So it seems like things are going to be really busy in Hawaii. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I am a little nervous because we have to get a COVID test before we go, 20, 48 hours before we go. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we're both vaccinated, but there is, um, Dennis has seen some proof that people who are vaccinated have been positive. Yeah, I can get it. And you're just not very sick. Like, yeah, it's more like a cold, and so I'm super nervous because if we have positive test results, we like Hawaii won't let you win, or we can't get on the plane. Uh, Hawaii will not let you in. It's a Hawaii thing. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, so um, yeah, oh, wow. so that would be really, really. Um, what about Vegas? Doesn't they don't care, right? They're like everyone can come in. No. Yeah, I think uh, continental U.S. is fine. I think it's because it's an island country, and mm. so it's almost international, sort of. So, is it though? I mean, it's six hours. It's a long. It's a long flight. It takes us all day it, to get it there. Is far. It's far. Yeah. So as is but, Vegas. Vegas is also kind of far. It's like far. Yeah, I didn't realize how far Vegas was. And, is and far, bitch. I know it's like five hours. Our flights yeah, are five hours. That's a long time. Yeah, uh, I was kind of surprised by that because I mean you can get from New York to San Francisco in like five and a half. Mm. Well, it's far. But uh, yeah, so that's coming up, and then are you we get back to Vegas. Yeah, or is it like yeah. so far that you're just like Mm-mm. no? Because all of my work pre-planning is based around these two vacations, so. Um, uh, and I don't think I'll bring my computer to Vegas, but maybe we will just to record a few. Yeah, I thought we were gonna record there. Or yeah, we're yeah we're gonna do a little recording, but I you know I don't I don't want to do any work, so I don't want people to know that I'm bringing my yeah, laptop. Available. Yes, available. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm excited about Vegas. Uh, we just our network just announced the Fan Geeks party. And the one that you teased like two weeks ago. Right. But now they've announced it and they, actually. Oh, they announced it. I, I don't even know. Yes, 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 yes. So today? Uh, I think two or three days ago. Oh, dear. Yeah, I, it didn't. I, they didn't. You, we didn't get a Slack message about it, but because um, we already knew about it, but we couldn't tell people. But the uh, official uh, announcement went out. Uh, so if you are interested. Where? Where? Um, where? I don't remember the name of the place. No, it's not on Instagram. Where did they announce it? Oh, it's in, it's on the on the podcast and also on YouTube. Okay. Why so yeah. So anyway, uh, but the the big thing about tickets. So if you are going to Las Vegas, if you are one of our five fans that are going to Las Vegas, four listeners. 
continue. Did you have more to say? I did. Uh, if you're, you, what you want to do? You were frozen. No, I wasn't frozen. I was expecting you to jump in and talk over me for some reason. No, I was waiting for you to elaborate on <laughs> what you're saying. Okay, so what you need to do, if you are one of our fans or listeners who are planning to go to Las Vegas, uh, the Fan Geeks Party is a great party between the Trek Geeks Podcast Network and Fan Sets. Yeah, and cool. we've picked a location, which I cannot think of the name of it. It's uh, this is useless. You have no information. But no all the information is so the important information is it's that it's on Twitter. I don't see it on, on Twitter. Hold, hold on. The important information is this. Download the Trek Geeks iOS or, or Android app. And on f- Saturday, June 26th at 5 p.m. Eastern time, there's an announcements channel on, on that app. And you can, it'll be replaced with a link that will take you to an Eventbrite page. You cannot find it on Eventbrite, so it is, it is pri- it's a private party. You can only go through the app and to this link to reserve your free tickets to the Fan Geeks party. You can reserve up to two tickets per person, uh, and uh, yeah, it's free. Uh, it's going to be great. There's a lot of giveaways. You'll get to meet us and all of the rest of the Trek Geeks um network i mean you can be people i will be hiding in the hotel room you're not you're not hiding in the hotel room you're coming to dinner and to this party oh my gosh the party i can't wait i am going to i love crowds just kidding i don't continue we live in new york this city is a crowd yeah but hello i can stay in my apartment by myself for six days and be like wait when was the last time i went outside i don't even remember <laughs> but yeah you constantly have social plans on the weekend yeah but that's different continue C- keep on going are you, are you okay, promoting so... this party yet or are you so elaborate yeah i mean that's pretty much an announcement to see if they said something on uh twitter but i don't think so no i don't think they did it's in it's in their podcast there's a special podcast on the Trek Geeks podcast. Uh, I didn't even download this app, by the way. Did you download you the app? Yeah, I downloaded the app. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, okay, it's got there. all of our podcasts there. So if you're you, so, you're so good. I'm like, oh my god, another app. Do I need this? No, it's a you know, it's a great place to find all of the Trek Geek podcast network podcasts in, and also it's the only place to get the link to to the fan geeks party so um unless you're a host of uh track geeks podcast in which case you're invited by default and we don't have to sign up for anything correct which is but our our listeners do yes <laughs> so yeah so come come to the party it's friday night there look at him he's downloading the track geeks wow Trekkies podcast app. Oh, look, I see our podcast here. Yeah, see, it's right there. So uh, it's going to be a great time. It's from 7 to 9.30, I think. Uh, and, you know, you can stay later and have drinks. I was like, that's eat. it? It's only a two and a half hour party? That's not Well, nice. I mean, it, it can go on, but that's the time. It's free admission. We just ask that you, you know, eat and drink and be merry and come and hang out with us. And, uh, yeah, fansets will be giving away a ton of, uh giveaways also if you come if with your ticket your ticket your ticket gets a free trek uh fan geeks pin 
for for just coming. You get a free pin. Oh wow! Yeah, that's an cool. exclusive pin that's only for people who get to go to who come to this party. So yeah, so plus tons of giveaways and it's you a lot of mine. fun. What you can have mine. I I don't need two. Why would I need two? Why do I want mine? Oh my gosh! You can take. You can. Take Where is Boimler, by the way? Why is he not he's there? Up? No, I have him. He's is so he? Small. Yeah, he's so small that you can't see him on my shelf. All right, that's a good thing. Yeah. See, there's still or, a little room. You could put the Fan Geeks pin next to it. No. Okay. Uh, for our fans, I don't know what we're talking about. Um, Mike gave me a Boimler from Lower Decks pin. Check fan sets pin, whatever. Yes. And um. I was like, great, thank you. But I just kind of scrolled it away for like five months because I don't like to, I don't like paraphernalia. Um, and then I yelled at you and I even gave you a stand for it. It goes right next to the, the yes, yes, Delta. Yes. You were very insistent. And I, am. I was like, fine. Yes, there yes. we go. Very so, good. So come to the party, get a free pin, maybe take my pin. Because I don't, I don't want more pins, oh um, and maybe we'll see you, or maybe I will be in my hotel room. No, that's not an option. So we will bound and gag you and carry you. You you don't weigh very it's much. Like, I, I make um, you know, I when I go to parties like that, I usually like to make like a guest appearance, I, <laughs> a, guest a cameo, <laughs> uh, as you will, um, and then I just I, I disappear. I uh, I take the side exit. So, um, you know, yeah. there'll I, be none of that. Yeah, you're not leaving. <laughs> you're not you're not leaving me alone in Vegas. <laughs> well, uh, be, wait, what what hotel is it at? What where where's the location again? Oh I think you said all this. Oh, I wasn't listening. I was trying to find the announcement on Twitter and I couldn't. Um, the restaurant, I want to say, is like. It's not Bobby Flay's. It's Bo Bobby Mahalo's or I don't know what the name of it is. It's. It's less than a mile away from the uh, Vegas Hilton. Isn't that where we are? No, we're not at the Hilton. Where are we? Rio? The Rio? Is that where we're at? Yes. Okay. Rio. Oh, my God. I don't know. You made that reservation. I made our flight reservations. I got us there and back again. We've been talking about the Rio on and off for, like, months. And we're like, it's a crappy, shitty hotel. But the convention's there. Don't want to step outside into 130-degree weather. So this is where we're staying. Right. But we are stepping out for dinners to go to actual restaurants and sure, we're sure. stepping out for this party, How which is less than a mile away. It's like, it's, we're yeah, taking, it's we're easy. Taking Uber. I'm not walking that distance. Yeah, no, I understand all of these things. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, I wanted to set expectations. I'm oh, no. <laughs> I, I, expectations have been set. I understand okay. who I'm traveling with. Okay, yes. good, good, good. Um, anyway, so yeah, come to the party, but you have to download the Trek Geeks iOS app. Oh, my God. I feel like we're talking in circles for like 10 minutes. We're still talking about the app. Well, you need to download that to get the link to buy the tickets for oh, the party. God, but the party is free. You don't have to buy them. You have to register them. But the only way to get the link is through the app. Mm. There you go. So that is that, and uh, we're excited to, I'm excited to meet the guys at Fansets again. I met them in 2017, which they don't rem probably remember. Um, and uh, yeah, so we're excited to meet our sponsors. 
fan sets and also uh, meet any fans who might be coming. So there we go. So excited. I'm excited to meet everyone. Yes, he is. Yes. Yes. It's palpable. Yes. Palpable. All right, cool. Any uh, Anything else in terms of announcements? No, that's it. All right, great. That was 15 minutes. I don't know get back. Okay, great. So why don't we move on to our pride prompt of the week, which, Mike, you have um, prepared a question for us to discuss. I understand, Mr. Spock. The glory of creation is in its infinite diversity. And the ways our differences combine to create meaning and beauty. Right. Yes, this yes, this week's pride prompt is the following. Who would be your ideal date from the Star Trek universe and what would you do on that date? Okay, so when you first told me this question, you didn't say it like that. You were like, what is your ideal date and like who would it be with or something like that or or, or like Yes, I did not specify that this was part of the Star Trek universe. No. I just no. figured that was implied since we do a Star Trek podcast. My my apologies. No, it was very, it was like, yeah, the phrasing is, who would be your ideal date and what would you do on that date? And then I was like, April 25th? Yeah. Like oh, man. You were so confused. You were really confused. And I was like, wait, do you not get this reference? I didn't did not. And you did not. You did not get the reference. And I had to like go to the YouTube and like go to the Google search and be like Miss Congeniality, April 25th. And then you got it. Yes, I understand it. And now. I was like, how I did feel, I know this? This is such an old joke. I feel like I feel so much more cultured forever. now. Um, it's a good scene, but it's a little bit old hat, which is why I use it. I thought you would know it. You did not. I so. did not. No, alas. No, that was a failed joke on your part. It was, it was. Well, you know, apparently I don't know my audience. Um, but anyway, <laughs> um, I did not think about this question because I've just been, again, busy all day. Meetings, meetings, meetings. Um, so, Mike, why don't you go first um, in terms of your answer to this question? Sure. So uh, I I have a couple of different answers. Well, oh. one one. All right. First of all, um, <laughs> it's like every time it's like a multi tiered response. I'm like, oh my. God. I deeply think about these. I'm not like some like oh like I could just spit out the answer and we can move on if you want. All right. But we okay. we're this this is a podcast and we're here to talk. All right. Say your mind. Speak your mind. Whatever. Speak your mind. Are you gonna interrupt me and ride over me? throughout this whole process continue okay elaborate so uh i think my ideal date and he's beginning to grow he's grown on me because i'm in a in the midst of an enterprise rewatch right so i am becoming a big fan of trip okay he has so many feelings continue he does have a lot of feelings um but i also really love the relationship as it sort of develops through over time between Trip and T'Pol. So that's where it gets complicated because I wouldn't mind being part of or going on a date with the two of them because I think it would be just interesting and fun. Like, um, are we talking about like um, uh, Menage a Trois kind of situation? I mean, or are we I, just like hanging out as friends? 
I mean, whatever it is. I mean, the 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 question Hogan, says like nerve, whatever nerve, whatever. Oh yeah, the nerve. Yes, yes. Which they've just started doing. Like the massages. Houston. Yeah, the massages. Yes. Wait, what is it uh, called? Uh, neuro stimulus or something. Oh like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it's like just in the yeah, um, sure yeah. That was a great scene where she introduced that to him and convinced him to take his shirt off. It neural was pressure, great. neural pressure, neural pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why. But I, I, you know, other than other than I just watched also just watched the cogenitor episode, and I wanted to jump through the TV or my screen and like throttle trip for being so stupid because he, he, um, what educate, this he educates this, uh, third gender oh, person yes. from so annoying. I was so mad. Uh, yes, I was too. I was like, you're such an idiot. Why are you doing this? But you but, know what? Archer gives him like a pretty good talking to at the end. Yeah, you know, the the one thing, though, that I think is missing, though, is that Karen, I mean, so this was like episode 24 of 26 for season two, I think. And uh, yeah, there were two more episodes. And by the next episode is one of those things that was sort of forget forgotten and forgiven, which was unfortunate because right, I right. thought that that really could have been a I mean, it really was a hard lesson for trip to learn. But yeah. anyway, we're getting off topic here. But anyway, so that's also so yes, aside from being super frustrated and wanting to smack the crap out of trip in that episode. And um, it was very frustrating. Um, I really do enjoy the character of trip. Uh, it was another think- like episode where it's like, what is this directive that we need? <laughs> I don't know what to call it. But we need something. Yes, <laughs> like yes, one of yes. Those episodes. I was like, yeah, oh, I, I mean, it. I understand. You know, the tactical. It's sort of like Prime Directive, tactical alert, red alert. Yeah, it's they like go dancing for one, around, like dancing around. Happens. Yeah, all of the all of the things that make up modern or more modern, according to the timeline, more modern Star Trek. Anyway, so I think it would be cool to go on a date with him. Uh, and him and to Paul, possibly. I think that would be interesting. Uh, neural pressure with the two of them would be very interesting, I think. Uh, but I'd also, I'd say, so I have two choices. I really, obviously, I really love their relationship as it forms through the Vulcan arc in season four. So going to Vulcan with them, I think would be really interesting. But also, so as a throwback to next gen, I also think it would be fun to go with them to Rubicon 3 and uh, have uh, have fun on the what? What's Rubicon 3? I don't remember. It's the Edo. So this scantily clad, like hot, hot, like running around now. Yeah. So. So, yeah, so those are two of the things I was thinking in the Star Trek universe would be fun. You know, I think the more rote answer would be like, oh, let's go to Ryza. Yeah, you know, yeah, sure. Um, I also think about the planet that Archer took a va- was forced to take a vacation on. That looked kind of fun. I mean, all of them, aside from Trip and uh, Malcolm getting kidnapped and tied up and half naked. Oh, she had a good time. Hoshi had a good time. Exactly. Hoshi had a good time. I think Archer had a good time, except it was part of a plot. Yeah. Later on, the plot well, was up to the point where he realized that she was not who all she meant to be. But anyway, 
so there's that planet too. I don't remember the name of that planet though. So there's a few other planets that Wait, I think. Wasn't that Ryza? Was that Ryza? Yeah, it was Ryza. Oh, was it? Yes, they like uh, the characters that like Hoshi was talking oh, about. Oh like, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Right, it was it was Ryza. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess that was a joke. It's like, oh, it's Ryza. It's gonna be so relaxing, and none of them had a relaxing time except for Hoshi. Except for Hoshi, that's true. Yeah. Oh, I forgot it was Ryza. I don't know why. I I guess I thought because they they kept on trying to get to Ryza, and they they had so many like six episodes to get to Ryza. Yeah, to get to Ryza. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So maybe Ryza too, but I I I think uh, Rubicon three would be cool. I think going to Vulcan with Trip would be fun trip into Paul. So yeah, I'm just kind of open to Yeah, but I think that the adventure that they had together and just I, I don't know, Vulcan is like, would be cool to see, you know, it would just, you know, when you think about what well, you we see, are going in, to, we are going to Nevada. Basically. We are going to you're right, we are going to Earth's version of Vulcan, I guess. Um, so yeah, so that's sort of where I kind of took it. I, I think that I would have the most fun with Trip, probably, and and Tapal in her more relaxed state of mind. Her like um, when she's in her like PJs. When she's in her PJs slash oh, uh, getting yeah, getting neuro pressure. Neuro pressure, yes. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's where I kind of took it as a as a date thing. I you know I was also. As I was thinking about Rubicon three, I was like, you know, young Riker without the beard actually was kind of cute too. He looked young. Um, he would be fun, uh, you know. So there are a few obvious, you know. I didn't even really get to Discovery or hang out with Wilson Cruz because you know what the the uh, Stamets and Culber are the most in need of a vacation of any couple in Star I Trek. The Maria needs um, some R and R or something. Yeah, they need a whole episode just to disappear and be on a planet with no scientific mysteries and no kidnappings and just having fun. They need Risa in the thirty first or the thirty second century. Uh, so anyway, that is where shore leave. Shore leave, yeah. Um, so yeah, there there are a few of my choices for uh, fun times and dates, and uh, yeah, I think. Vulcan or Rubicon 3 would be cool. Even Raisa. Um, but early Raisa, I think. You know, I think as the more of the universe sort of in next gen and, and DS9, I'm sure Raisa was a lot more busy than, than it was when Artra and the Enterprise visited it. So yeah, that is my answer to that question. Now over to you, Johnson, who I'm scared for this answer. I... I have no idea. I already know where you're going, but yeah, I'm, I told I'm you curious. Where it would be. I'm curious <laughs> who the date is going to be. But Johnson, who is your ideal date? And please share with our listeners where you would like to go on a date. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I was trying to think about who I would want to go on a date with. And then it just popped into my mind. I, I don't know why, but I was like, oh, this could... This could be a fun day. Um, Roga Danar. Do you remember this guy? Oh, my gosh. Really? <laughs> From The Hunted. And uh, he's also Boimler's favorite badass, if you recall. Of course, yes. Um, 
And oh why did I choose Dinar? I mean, other than the fact that he can outsmart, like, basically everyone on the Enterprise um, get out of a transporter field. I don't know. Like, um, he's just, like, this, like, rugged guy. Like, you know, he's so... he The Hunted is a season three episode as well, my earlier TNG episodes. Um, and I remember kind of being attracted to him when I was, like, younger. When I was, like... Okay. Um, you know, in my early days before e, I even, um, you know, I think knew I was gay as kind of, I found him kind of just attractive. Um, and yeah, you know, I wouldn't mind a guy that can like throw me around a little bit, you know, on the date, that'd be nice. Um, but yeah, you know, he's smart, genetically engineered. He can outsmart, like basically, yeah, the entire senior staff um, knows his way around a weapon. Um, yeah, you know, um, I could totally go for him, I think. And he has great hair. I agree with Boimler. Um, and uh, we would spend our time on the Enterprise D because, hey, it is <laughs> indoors. Um, you know, I love being in an enclosed space um, that uh, is environmentally controlled. And You're in an enclosed space in space, literally. In space, correct. In a vacuum. And, you know, we could, um, we, we can go to Mott's, you know, get haircuts. We can go to 10 Forward and, um, you know, Gaiden can get us drinks. And we can go to the holodeck and, you know, he can throw me around. So, yeah, you know, I, um, I would say that the Enterprise D, I mean, hello, all the amenities. We can go to Cetacean Ops and pet some dolphins. Hey, you know, there are things to do. Um, so, Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I would say that. And we can, you know, fly around the universe. So, yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, I would totally just uh, stay in my quarters for the most part. Um, we would stay in our quarters. But, you know, that would be the ideal um, date, I would say, for me. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Wow, that is uh, very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> very specific. I was like, who? I don't know. I don't know how it popped into my head. Um, literally, as uh, we were started recording, I, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember Rogatina. Okay. Um, well, look at you. You and Boimler are more and more alike every day. It's true. It's true. Um, cool. Anything else? No, I think that that's great. Um, if our listeners want to share with us who their ideal date and where they would like to go on a date, uh, that'd be cool. So you can email us at deepspacepride at gmail.com or you can respond to our Instagram post that will have this question on it sure. and uh, let us know there, or you can DM us on Twitter and Instagram and Twitter. We are at deep space pride. So there we go. Cool. All right. Well, that does it for our pride problem. So why don't we move on to the episode of the week? You can't bury it, Kira. Do you recognize yourself in these people? Me? Oh, not, not at all. They're content to die. I've always fought to stay alive. Oh. 
I don't want you to have the wrong impression of me, Opaka. Just what impression do you think I have? Did it... Did, did I enjoy any of this? I... I don't enjoy fighting. I, yes, I've... I fought my entire life, but for a good cause, for our freedom, our independence. And it was, it was brutal and ugly and... But that's over for me now. That's... That's not who I am. I, I, I don't want you to think that I am this... violent person without a soul without a conscience that, that that is not who I am. Cool. So Mike, what do what do we pick for um, our first underappreciated episode of D Space Nine? Yeah, so um, I'm going to say this is more your pick than mine. I'm like, I was kind of like, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, I, this was just scrolling through the brief descriptions. I have not rewatched a lot of DS9, certainly not in the last year and a half since the pandemic. Uh, it, is, it is the one series. It is my favorite series. And I think I'm almost, you know, I don't know if I really want to. I do want to go back and watch it. Um, and I, I've watched a few episodes. But so we picked this one sort of blindly. You had feelings about it already. Um, you were like, is it underappreciated? But I think it is. Uh, but I appreciate it too. It's it's episode 12 or 13. I forget how this works because it's episode 13. Yes, um, it depends on if, if you count emissary as one or two. One or two, right, yeah. So, so it's episode, it's technically episode 13. It's uh, battle lines and the description is as follows. Kai Opaka, Bajor's spiritual leader pays a surprise visit to the station. She, uh, does. she does. There we go. That's it. <laughs> That's, That's it. Our episode. Uh, and you know, I am a huge Kaiopaka fan. I was it's very only in like three episodes. Basically. I know, but you know, I don't know. She Kaiopaka really gives me the same vibes as sort of Guinan does mm -hmm. sort of a grandmotherly um, yeah, uh, yeah why just such wisdom you know such and this is a great example of her wisdom and her interaction with Kira in this episode is amazing and uh, also when you I've watched it twice I rewatched it again today um oh, uh, and uh, it's just, uh, you know, you, you know, after watching it the first time, you know what happens, but you also just pick up on she is very distracted. Uh, Julian calls it right out off the bat. Um, and you, you know, you've seen her in a couple episodes already, and she does seem slightly different in this episode. And, uh, you know, I, I the one piece of, that I wish w we had more information about or had an opening scene about was just the prophecy that she mm. was following. I agree. Yeah, uh, that's the one thing that I wish I knew more about was where she got the prophecy and uh, what it said to her, just so we'd have some kind of guidance as to what was on her mind as she kind of did this. So, right, um, right. but she's very specific about like seeing the wormhole you know it just everything kind of works out right because the wormhole isn't going to open unless they go into it 
because there's no ships coming through we're going yeah and you know one of the yeah really she she knew what what her fate was she knew where the the prophets were guiding her to which i think is really interesting uh things just continue to happen throughout this episode that made push the story along and uh i you know another another very brief scene that you see is she takes off this necklace and and gives it to O'Brien in this mm-hmm. just really powerful. Like you can see at that point, you realize like she's giving away stuff. Like she's she's really leaving Bejor behind. And uh, we I thought that was a really touching. We never see this necklace again. No, it would have been cool too, though. Wouldn't it have like to see Molly wearing it at some point. Yeah. Um, or see it hanging in, in the O'Brien's quarters. I think that that would have been really kind of cool or some reference to it, like towards the end of the series where, uh, Keiko is packing up to go back to earth. Right. And, um, it just, yeah, comes so, up. so I mentioned this to you. I, I like this episode too, and we can go, we can circle back to some of the moments in a second, but, um, yeah, I, I, I liked it, but I also thought it was a bit of a cliffhanger. Like, you know, I feel it was like a little bit unresolved. Like I would have loved to see Kai Opaka again at some point or even hear about it. Like, because we do see Kai Opaka in visions, but it's unclear if it's really her or if it's like, you know, outside influence because she was like very specific, like, you know, our paws will cross again um, at the end. And I think it'd been cool to kind of bring her back at some point um, or revisit like, you know, beige were spiritual leader who was stuck on this random moon in the gamma quadrant, you know, we just, but we like, just don't, um, we never revisit the character um, other than a few cameos really. And it would have been cool to um, see, you know, how she progressed in her journey to bring peace to the Ennis and the Null Ennis or whatever, um, or however they got along. <laughs> You know, I, I, it would have been cool to revisit that somehow. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I agree somewhat. I think that her story kind of wraps there in an interesting way, like the next phase. And it also, for me, I was thinking about it, like she's she's ushered in this new era of, of Bejor and now it's time for someone else to kind of carry the torch and carry it through this next phase of, of its existence and being. And so... It's just kind of a. And don't get me wrong. I love Kai Win. I've said this before. Oh. I love Kai Win. I do uh, not. I do not. I can't stand that evil woman. <laughs> she's so good. Uh, That's the thing. Uh, like, no. She's such a good foil. But uh, yeah, like I, um, yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying, but I would have, um, you know, it's just another opportunity that we never went back to. Like, yeah, I mean, like musics or schisms. Oh gosh! It's like, oh, no, I mean, you know, a I, I think you know. I think it actually wraps up pretty tightly in the fact that there's nothing that Julian can do to save them. They can't be beamed off because the the. But he was like, "Oh, I'm never gonna stop." Like, until right? I'm yeah. You yeah, know, but we never hear about those again. Yeah, we, you're right. I mean, that is, so he does make that statement, but he also does make it clear that the episode or the that there really isn't any way to to do to help them. Like, so it's really now becomes just Kyle Paca's story with 
those people than the NS and the null NS. So, um, you know, that's sort of the end of her chapter with Bejour. So I sort of, you know, that's the way I see it. Like she ushered uh, Bejour through the war and through the resistance and all of that. And now, now is a new phase where the Federation is present and it's her, her journey continues on in a different way to help a, you know, help a different people. And so it's just, um, yeah, I don't feel like it's as, I, I agree that this, the, the statement about all two statements, right? Bashir's I'll never stop working on a cure and, uh, her statement to, uh, Cisco to Ben saying our paws will cross again does leave, you know, leave you wanting more, but I don't believe that this is really a, like a cliffhanger episode. I don't feel like we're left on a cliff, you know? No, it's not like a cliffhanger. It's not like Breath of Both Worlds part one cliffhanger, but it's more like, oh, there could be more, but it's also okay. You know, it's kind of one of those. Like yeah. Schism, like schisms. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. If, yeah. If the, Yes, it, it fits schisms the same way, you know. Schisms level, yes. Yeah, right. yeah. There's resolution, but it's like it. the door is kind of left open, you know. And, uh, it's left open like a crack. And this, this, I would even say, it's like a window. A small window has been left open a tiny bit, but not a door for sure for this one. They they pretty much wrote it to, uh, to conclude it. But I still would have liked to have known how she got the prophecy and... Um, you know, all of that piece. I think that would have been a nice, better, even better opening uh, scene than the one where they're looking at Kira's old. Uh, um, You're talking about the Cardassian data file? That was Yeah, like that whole that whole scene actually, I think was, you know, could have been cut for a scene on Bajor with Kyle Paka visiting with the you know having an experience with the orb of prophecy and and the prophets telling her she must go to the station and to for her next you know her next phase or whatever so anyway uh yeah you know i i think that every you know all of the little things that she did up to that point uh including you know it's like nudging them along she was like Wait, are you sure you don't want to stay? Yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. Wait, are you sure you don't want to like check out this distress call? Right. Like, all right. All right. We we get you're like thirsty. <laughs> yeah, but but things keep on happening and then you know, it's just interesting. It does sort of nudge along in the way. She like pushes a she like yeah, encourages it. I mean, the, the, but the timing all is really, and you know, it's that's actually really good. You you know, you they're about to turn around, and then they get the signal, and oh, shouldn't you investigate it? And oh, we'll send someone to investigate it, and then what if people are there? And so yeah, it's just kind of interesting. Like that whole process is really interesting. Um, how that moves along, you know, the one thing that I think about, you know, rest in peace, the Yangtze Kiang. Uh, but also another good reason why Starfleet ships need seatbelts, right? Oh my oh god! Oh my god! I was totally thinking this. I was like, are there like no seatbelts? Like, there's like I I don't understand. Like, there's no like um, what what the things in the car? <laughs> like uh oh, airbags or yes, yes, thank yes, you. yes. Oh my god! I was like, well, for our listeners, I don't drive, so I don't think about this stuff right yeah. um but yes like an airbag <laughs> yeah no yeah you know there's that there's no seat belts you know there's 
there's no modern safety features uh, except for inertial yeah. dampeners yeah, on, know. on, on ships. Yeah. You know, like they what happens? Time. What happens when? Uh, but you know, it's it's sort of a Star Trek trope from the beginning of the original series, right? None of those seats had. And in fact, they did more, even more like moving around as the camp, you know, as the ship got hit than any other series. I don't, I don't even think that uh, Next Generation ever did that quite as well as the original series did. Although I think it was in the movies for the Next Generation that they actually built a set on some, uh, oh. on some, uh, some system where they could move Hydraulics. it. Hydraulics, yeah. The bridge was actually one of the bridges of the Enterprise E was built on hydraulics. I'm glad we can like find English words for each other. It's really yeah, cool. yeah. You know, this is what happens when you uh, record. I'm tired. On a... No, th I'm saying that this is what happens when you record on a on a Wednesday night. You know, it's halfway through the work week. Oklahoma. Anyway. Anyway. So warning. yes, um, I. You know, I also did, as you referenced earlier, I also did really like the Kira. You know, again, Kira is like my favorite DS9 character. Um, definitely the conversation between her and Kaiopaka, where, Ka Ka the, you know, it's she does her whole like spiritual leader thing where she doesn't like need to tell Kira like yeah. what the deal is. She helps Kira to come to the realization herself. Yeah. Yeah, um, I love that stuff. Uh, yeah, um, I I agree. That was a very I, I I enjoyed it even better the second time I watched it. And you know, I just really like how deep Kira's character is, and how much you know how broken she is as a, as a character. How you know yeah, how yeah. she has. Yeah. Um, and we see that you know we see her deal with that through all seven seasons. But um, this was a great uh, moment where she kind of had to come to terms with, you know, her violent past, you know, like where she, like that's honestly most of what she's known. Like, I think like there was an episode where she said literally like she was carrying, like she was like carrying a gun as soon as she could walk or something, you know, like, right. yeah, like yeah. She's been in the resistance for that long. So, um, you know, it's, it's just like most of what she knows yep. um, in her existence. So, yeah, I thought uh, that was a, that was a pretty powerful scene. I agree. Yeah, it was definitely, uh, you know, Kai telling her that this is their fight, not hers. And her her saying, you know, I fought to live. I didn't fight to die like these people. And then the breakdown. Also, I thought that the emotional breakdown of, of Kira as Kai's body was pulled out of the, the wreckage um, was... was moderately believable <laughs> yeah it was like moderately be believable you know it wasn't uh you know it was it was slightly over dramatic for sure and um yeah it was just uh it was uh, it was a uh, you know it was definitely emotional i mean i felt i felt the loss of of the kai at that point too you know, thinking that this was the, the her last episode, and then we had you know the bitch win to deal with for yes, the rest of the, for the rest of the series. Love Yawn. Her. Ugh. Love her. Uh, anyway. So good. Um. Yeah. So it, you know, I think it's definitely it's a good standalone episode. It it deals with fighting to live, and you know, uh, 
people following um, prophecy and things like that. I just think it's, you know, give, you know, a great leader passing away sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. It's definitely, would I call it underappreciated? Mm, it's not like appreciated. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's like appreciated. It is Kaiopaka's last outing. So, you know, yeah. it is significant in that way, but I wouldn't say it's like top 50. <laughs> that, that's, a hard, that's actually a pretty hard thrust. No, but I think for the first season, I think this is one of those episodes that are, it, it is sort of underappreciated. Uh, because it's, you know, it's, you know, you don't, if you're, if you're new to the series and you realize that this is the last time you really see the Kai who is a spiritual leader, you know, it's, it's sort of a, an ending of sorts, uh, and the beginning of a political slash spiritual turmoil, which is actually more political and less spiritual because you have Wynn and then you have Burial who's, Ryle's sort of the spiritual piece and Wynn is sort of the political piece of this. So, um, yeah, it's not like, um, I would say it's, it's not like a heralded season one episode, like duet or something. Right. Um, yeah. 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 Which is another really great Kira episode. Hello. Yep. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We, there, there are so many good episodes in this first season, but I think this is another, this is, you know, this highlights one of the differences between Deep Space Nine and, and Next Generation, right? Is the spiritual aspect of of this people and of these some of these characters, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it it sort of stands out in that way alone. So. Yeah, totally. So I think that about does it for Battle Lines. Did you have any final thoughts? Oh, you know, one thing we didn't talk about um, is. O'Brien and Jazia like looking for them and it got like really techy like they were like like you know yeah. O'Brien was kind of like geeking out and he was like yeah oh, yeah we can do like you know we can like send out like probes and then check for like something something curve I was like what's that and I looked it up I like actually like googled it and it's a thing it was like it's like something along like um along the lines of what he's talking about, it's like detecting like something like, you know, mag- magnetic um, metal, like magnetic metals, just, meta- I don't know. Mag- magnetic. <laughs> well, not all metals are magnetic, but it was, he was True. talking about that. And True. then I was like, oh, this actually is kind of related, but I don't know enough to say either That's way. interesting. That's back when science was a thing for Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Oh my God. So, um, so our on, biggest uh, complaint about Discovery so is the Pod the- Directive. They had a they had an episode. I think it was like four or five episodes ago. Where they talked to the science consultant. Yeah. Her name is Aaron. Aaron McDonald or something like that. And I was like, "Bitch, what are you doing? Like, are you are they even listening to you? Like." I'm hoping like she's providing them with like actual scientific guidance and they are just choosing to just be like, you know what? We need to do like something different for the sake of the story. Um, Cause I have some, I have some notes. Yes, we, we definitely, I think the, the TARDIS interior of discovery is my biggest note of that entire season. I just have issues. I mean, like there's some stuff that like, I'm like, okay, okay. But then like some other stuff, I'm kind of just like, there might be like a mix. It might be a mix of like 
poor science and bloopers, but for me, I'm just like, I don't know what this bitch is doing on the show. But anyway. Well, I, you know, it, she gives them advice or they'll write to her with something to say, does this make sense? And she'll say yes or no. And right. she'll, you know, she's not really a writer. She's not writing this stuff. And right, right, certainly right. she's not involved. She's a consultant. In the, she's a, she's yeah. A and she's not involved in the VFX, right? Of, you know, of that, uh, you know, gosh, that, that just brings back never get over all my, never all forget. never forget the finale of discovery. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I hated it. Remember? <laughs> Uh, I mean, that was the only part about it that I did hate was the, I mean, I, you know, I enjoyed most of the rest of it, but the TARDIS interior of Discovery was just, uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway. We, can, we can move on. Reminiscing uh, about that. But anyway, uh, yeah. So that's final yeah. notes about battle lines. You know, I definitely think it's a, it's a good episode. I think it's worth, uh, worth watching. Hysteresis curve. That's what they said. Oh, there we go. Hysteresis so, yeah. Curve. So that's, uh, yeah. It just came to me. I don't know. It's funny how some things are coming to you and other words are just escaping your mind know, completely. Like airbag. Like, airbag. Like, thing that well, you know, the whole thing about airbags, though, too, is uh, that you don't drive. So why would you even think about airbags? I know. It's definitely not top of mind. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, so that's... Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I, I would definitely recommend it. You know, as we as I was watching that, I did end up watching the storyteller today. Oh, you did. And uh, okay. move along, move along home. All right. Uh, the the one I saw uh, when I watched it the first time. So yeah, that's all right. Um, move along home was good. Uh, storyteller was uh, it's all right. You know, it's but you know the the episode about the storyteller does get into a lot of uh you know it does kind of build up the bajoran people a lot that that at least there are three groups of bajorans in that whole episode that kind of uh and apparently they have different sects or different groups and it's just yeah it's kind of interesting it's like um i mean it makes sense it's like a big planet and yeah sure you know like maybe local cultures and stuff like that yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's just uh, it's kind of interesting. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, as we kind of wrap up this season one of Deep Space Nine, underappreciated episode. What are we going to watch next week, Johnson, for season two? Yeah. So I was taking a look at season two, and I was like, "What can we watch?" Um, and this one episode jumped out at me um and i started watching it so we can you know i'm halfway done so we can just talk about it but um it's playing god which is season two episode 17 episode i love 17. how you had to draw that out oh my god i was trying to make it as seamless as possible but i couldn't i couldn't figure out if you were lagging because of zoom or <laughs> or just spreading it out and, I, and clearly the answer was that you were just spreading it out yeah so yeah, yeah. i was i was uh giving myself time to uh, find figure it out remember but uh this is a dac centric episode so okay treat for you 
Yeah. But it's where she essentially plays host to a potential trill like candidate or something. Okay. Whatever. Great. So um yeah, it's like not bad. It's also not great. It's what's the name of the episode? I'm playing God. Playing playing God. Playing okay. So all right. For those of you that want to follow along, uh, you know, pull up your Netflix or Amazon Prime or Paramount Plus and watch Playing God. There we go. Episode 17. There we go. Well, all right, great. So that'll be next week's underappreciated episode of Deep Space Nine. There we go. All right. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So why don't we get to our final segment um, and pay Deanna a visit? Hi. You got a minute? Sure. It's been a while since we've talked to Deanna, so I think it this is has. yes. Uh, this is great. So yeah. So what's well, going I've, on, I've, Mike? I've, what's going on? You go first. Oh no, no. You you talk this time. You, oh, I've okay, been like okay. the yeah. So why don't you tell us? So you know we're at the end of June. We're coming up on Pride Weekend. Uh huh. And, uh, you know, you are actually going to be in the city. So why don't we talk a little bit about what we're... So are you. What are you talking about? No, I know. But you were going to go out uh, out to Long Island with your the Hamptons with some oh, of your friends. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So I was um, initially going to go out to the Hamptons with a couple of friends because one of my friends just has a house in the Hamptons and he, he needed to go this weekend for something. Uh, and then it kind of just didn't happen because it's like our other friend couldn't make it. So I was like, uh, I don't want to go out to the Hamptons with just you, like two of us, you know, I didn't. It wasn't a situation where I was like, oh, I don't want to hang out with you. But I'm like uh, a whole weekend with you. Just two of us is a long time up in the Hamptons. Um, so I was like, why don't we put a pin in this trip? Um but it was okay because I had a lot of other social events waiting in the wings for me. So yes, you it was did. Like very intense because I was like kind of holding. I was like telling people like, oh, I can't, you know, I can do things because like I'm I'm planning to go out to the Hamptons, whatever. Um, but it wasn't like I, I didn't cancel things. It was more like oh, I don't think I can do it. Um, but let me get back to you. And yeah, uh, I'm staying in the city. I am. Hang, I'm having dinner with folks tomorrow, Friday night, Saturday lunch, Saturday dinner. It's already exhausted. I'm already like exhausted thinking about it. Um, and then we're getting together on Sunday. Yeah, we are. Yeah. And then we... I had to like not book anything Sunday night because I was like, I can't. I need. Oh, that's good. I think I that's think a wise a choice. Uh, I think moments. that we will. I think we will be properly inebriated slash lubricated. Uh, yes. with alcohol from Sunday's festivities. I don't so. know. Do you think like there are like all the gays are gonna be at like tavern at the green? Like I don't know. I have no idea. I have no it's idea what a hot spot. I would no, say. definitely not. But you know, it's uh yeah. It is right across from Sheep's Meadow, which is like the big green lawn where yeah. where all the gays hang out. Yeah. Um shirtless. Yeah, shirtless um, and speedos and stuff like that. So yeah, well, Friday night I am having dinner in 
like with some friends in Chelsea and it was difficult to find like oh yeah absolutely yeah because and I was like calling a couple restaurants and they were like you know it's like one of the busiest nights of the year right <laughs> I'm like I don't understand um so yes um I'm excited though it should be fun I'm excited like, yeah for weekend um so yeah wait did you have other questions for me uh, I did. You know, we have previously talked about a date that you were going to oh, yeah, go date, on. Date. So yes, we, yes. we do need to update our listeners on your how your date went. And yes. yes. So the last time we talked about this, um, you know, it was before before the date. And I was chatting with you because I want to know like, oh, like first date, you know, should we do something a little bit different? Should we you know, other than like, you know, go to get drinks, eat something. And you were like, all for it. So I did propose um, to this guy like, Oh, you want to do XYZ. And he was like, eh, he was he wasn't really into it. Um, so I was like, Alright, you want to get drinks? <laughs> it was, you know, whatever. Um, and it was fine. It was like, like, I thought he was cute. Um, and we went to this like Mediterranean place because he has like a keto diet. So um, Mediterranean is usually, so I was like, let me, let me find a place that, um, you know, is keto friendly. Um, so we went to this uh, Mediterranean place and we shared hummus, very keto friendly, I guess, um, and had drinks. And it was okay. Like, um, yeah, it was okay. Like, he he took a... Well, if you listen to this podcast, it's fine. I don't really care. But, like, he took a while to, like, articulate, like, his thoughts. It took him a while to, like, kind of gather his thoughts and say what he wants to say. And sometimes I'm like that, too. Sometimes it takes me a minute. Like, I'm like, what's that word? Airbag? You know, it, there, you know I, I can be like that, too. But literally it took him a while to just say to get it out like you know just to say just to literally say what he what he was thinking or he was like processing um and look like english is not his first language but he's also a writer so i was like oh like you know when we were texting you know like he seemed articulate he seemed um like you know we had banter but in person, I don't know if it was nerves. I don't know if, you know, he just needed more time to think about what he wanted to say. Um, it, it just took a while. And I, I don't have HGHG or anything, <laughs> but I do sometimes have a short attention span. So I was, you know, trying to hang on to every word. <laughs> But sometimes it took him so long to kind of get it out, like get out like what he was trying to articulate that I got distracted. I, I was start, start to like this like daydream. Like I started to like zone out and think about different things. So there were certain, certain things that he said that I honestly did not catch because um, I had already moved on. <laughs> um. So that part was kind of like, yeah, it, it was, that was a little bit, um, 
I won't say it was off-putting, but I was like, oh man, if every conversation is like this, uh, you know, I, I don't know how long it can last. I, I you know, I, I need to be like doing something else or something while I'm waiting for him to like get out his thoughts. Um, and towards the end, like we got a little bit flirty, like physically, and that was okay. And then he asked me out on like a second date, like 10 minutes after, like after 10 minutes after we left each other, he texted me, he was like, hey, you know, interested in a second date. Um, and we have yet to kind of finalize that. Like we've literally been kind of just going back and he's not very responsive on text. Um, so we kind of been going back and forth a little bit. Like it was like, we're trying to do this Thursday. No, this Friday, no. Now it's like next week. The date was like two weeks ago. I'm kind of just like, uh, how, you know, how much, uh, how much more should I kind of go back and forth on trying to schedule like another date? So it's one of those things. Does he have a complicated schedule? I mean, you you do tend to book a lot of social engagements with friends, so I do. But he also seems to have like a busy schedule. Okay. Um, like weekends don't really work well for him, and then weekdays he also has things. So it was like kind of tough even to schedule the first date. So. It also doesn't help that he's not super responsive and I've also slowed down in how responsive I am. So I'm not holding my breath, but anyway, okay. yeah, that, that was, that was the, that was the first date. Okay. Um, sounds, you know, that's, you know, it wasn't bad. You know, I wasn't bad. It wasn't like, Oh my God, this is great. It was kind of like, okay. So, okay. Well, yeah, we'll take it one we'll down, it. one down first date of 2021. So, there we go. Hey. Um, so yeah, and then work is just meetings. That's 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 the that's just long and short of it. I Agent, don't, agency life. Hashtag agency hashtag life. Agency life is just like meetings, meetings. Yeah. Um, it's just many meetings. So yep. Um and yeah, I think that's mostly it. Um in terms of like Deanna sharing time. I mean, okay. Yeah. I would say so. What about you, Mike? What's been going on? Yeah, I mean, well, we talked a little bit about it. Vacation is three weeks away. Super excited about that. Uh, You know, we, you know, our mutual friend is coming back into town from Boston and is bringing his new significant other with him. So we are, we're, you know, we're hosting them here. So there's that. Um, I was supposed to do a pride run on Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to pick up my bib tomorrow afternoon and I'm hoping that I can talk to them and see if I can move my start time to earlier. It's set for 915, which I cannot absolutely not do. Why? Um, And I think it's based upon my pace. Uh, but Tony also said, uh, you know, you should just go in early in the morning and just, just run and be like, Tony's whatever. one of our, we've mentioned him before. He's one of our friends. That friends. Does, yeah. He so uh, he's actually not running this race, but, uh, a, a couple of mutual friends are running it, but I don't know what time they're running, but, sure. but for me, it would be like, get up really early, go walk or yeah, walk to central park, which is like a 20 25 minute walk from here oh, so far and then run four mile uh a 6k so four miles 
and then basically depending on the time run back to back to my apartment so that i can basically work at 9 30. uh so i don't i don't know how this is all gonna work but uh also you know having to leave through the living room where our guests are staying at like seven in the morning. It, so it's just very complicated. So I don't you, know. I don't you know how to extend yourself. Uh, yeah. You know, and you know, so then, yeah, so it's just, it is what it is. So I don't know what to do, but we'll see if they, if they say absolutely cannot or whatever, then I'll be like, okay, well I paid the money for the run. What am I, what else am I supposed to do? Um, so there's that, and then, well, and then Saturday afternoon we have a round table or something. Yeah, we're doing uh, infinite, infinite track. Yeah, we're on infinite track uh, for their pride round table. What are we talking about again? Uh, we're, I mean, LGBTQ plus representation in Star Trek, and we're basically going through the entire franchise. Oh my uh, god, I, I think they'll be. We're, we're, I think Aaron's we gonna have, provide like, specific, us like parameters yeah i mean i think i mean it's broken down into stages or whatever um and i think he's sending us notes on which episodes like we might focus on so that'll be helpful um so we have that uh and um then sunday sunday yeah i have a pride thing for work in the morning and then uh then we have brunch brunch. and we have brunch so yeah um yeah, so that's pretty much my weekend coming up. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else going on. Uh, no, there isn't. So, what is going on? Spilled <laughs> <laughs> water all over the table. <laughs> uh, I thought you had gotten up to go to the bathroom really quickly no. while I was talking, and I was sort of at the end of what I was talking about. So I was like, um, I'm not going. <laughs> Not gonna do the like what you did and say episode. <laughs> um, um, yeah, yeah, I was clumsy and spilled water everywhere. Okay, it's fine now. Uh, so yeah, so I think that's you know that's really all that's going on. You know, wrapping up the year, like I said earlier, uh, the program year and the fiscal year. So it's a lot, lot going on there. And then how are things with Dennis? Good. Uh, yeah, we're, I mean, we're really excited about our vacation. I think it'll be a great time for us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we always have fun together. So we actually, what's the, thought- uh, what's the uh, most interesting thing you have on the agenda? Wow. Well, today, that exciting, huh? Well, no, I'm trying to think like all, like basically I told him and he's in agreement, like, we we need like two or three days just to be on the beach and like totally decompress. Yeah. Uh, so that was the the first part of the vacation that I was like, I don't, you know, we can book things later on, but I just need like two or three days to totally like yeah, that's great to decompress from technology and whatnot. And so um, so yeah, so we have a luau we're going to on Monday night. While we're there, uh, we'll probably, we've got a rental car for a couple of days. So we'll, we'll do some exploring of the island, uh, possibly some hiking, probably some hiking. Oh, nature. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of beautiful yeah. nature out there. But uh, I'm yawning. Yes, as you're falling asleep while I'm, I'm talking. I'm tired. Um, 
so yeah, so there's that. And then after a week-ish in Hawaii, we fly to San Francisco and spend a week in Napa uh, wine tasting and being in a, a cabin or a farmhouse or something that is very oh. remote in Napa Valley. And farmhouse. Uh, I mean, I don't, you know, it's a whatever. It's like a, it's an Airbnb. So. Oh, God. So it is, um, yeah, so it's going to be fun. It's just going to be total kind of decompression and uh, nature. And we love going on wine tours. And, uh, you know, we were, you know, we even last night we went out for wine. And then uh, after after Dennis got off work and um, we were talking a little bit about it. And, you know, it's like, we need to, we'll need to make sure that when we're out there tasting wines that we, we don't buy a lot of wine because we have to like pay for it to fly back or ship it back or whatever. Yeah. And, um, so that is expensive and, uh, you know, if we can get the wines back here through, you know, one of the wine shops then why buy wine out there to flip it back. So anyway, but we'll figure that all out. But, it, you know, we have a great, we love going on wine tours and just tastings and having a good time. So we're, we're mm. pretty chill and we like to eat, you know, eat and it's just, yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be a good time and we'll do some running probably and just, uh, yeah, just total relaxing. And, um, yeah, the funny thing is, uh, so the other day, so we've gone on a couple of date nights this week. Okay, we, good. We went, on a, we went on a date night. Um, Love date night. Was it Saturday night? Sure. Yeah, I think last Saturday night we went on a date night. I met him at a wine bar, a different wine bar after work. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, both of these have been sort of impromptu. Like we, we originally planned to have date night on Sunday night. And then he was like walking home from work on Saturday night. And it was like what are you doing? I was like, I, I wasn't doing anything. I was probably just sort of chilling and mm-hmm. was like, come meet me at this wine bar. And so we ended up having dinner out and wine. And uh, the point of this story is that there was a couple across from us at the wine place that had a dog and it was a very friendly dog. And uh, we were, we shared that, you know, well, I mean, I, I haven't really shared this on the podcast, but you know, uh, we talked a little bit about the fact that we're in the process of adopting. And uh, um, so this is the first time I'm mentioning this, but uh, it was funny. I knew. Yes, you knew, but not to to the greater audience. And then um, the couple across from us is like, why don't you just adopt a dog? (laughs) 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 And uh, so, uh, you know, Having so, I'm a little bit. I'm, I, you know, I love. I I did want. I did want a dog up until when I uh, babysat or kid sat and dog sat for my sister, and I was like, okay, um, that was also like what four kids and two dogs or something. Yeah, that was a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. I don't know if that's a fair. Um, so I was like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of over the dog thing. But then, so last night he was or yesterday he texted Dennis texted me and said. Maybe we should think about getting a dog. Oh my god! And I was like, "What? Who is this? What are you talking about?" Uh, so I don't know, but you know, uh, obviously the adoption process is taking a lot longer than we expected, and it's um, so you know, I, I think you you know, 
but I don't know. I don't think I don't. We have a lot to talk about if we're going to get a dog. So yeah, that's. All. Do you need another living creature in your apartment on top of one to two children or whatever? Yeah, no, no, I don't think we do. I think <laughs> you know, I, I, not in this place. This place is big enough for maybe one more one more living human being being a kid. Uh, but I don't know about a kid and a dog and everything so we'll see i don't know it's all interesting so yeah this is actually the first time i'm talking about a lot of this on the podcast um but this has been ongoing since i mean since we've met right so yeah um it's not new news at least to me it's not new 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 news to you yes but to everyone else it would be the potential idea of adopting a dog is new news <laughs> yeah well this is yeah this is like, what kind of happened like, yesterday what kind, of, what kind of dogs do they have uh they had uh, they got a rescue dog so I, and she was he was uh he was actually only six months old but okay you know he's a medium-sized dog but he was super friendly and uh yeah they they had had him since he was two months old so Aww. He, was, he was mildly, you know, he was mildly well behaved outside and um he was cute. Um but yeah, you know, he gave at one point he jumped up on both of our laps and oh god. gave us lots of dog kisses and oh god. <laughs> so it was it was fine. It was good. You know, it's it's he's he was really super friendly and cute. Uh, I don't like um saliva. Yeah, no. I know. Oh. Not so, yeah, so, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to get a dog. We'll talk more about it probably on our vacation. But yeah, uh, maybe one thing at a time. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we've been in this adoption process for a long time now, and um, it is not progressing as we. It's a drawn out process. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so, you know, but this is sort of normal. Uh, it does, you know, you do when you're adopting, you do kind of go through these phases where you're excited and then you're, you're a little frustrated and then you're like questioning it a little bit and like, is it going to happen? And why isn't it, you know, all those sorts of things. So it's a process and, you know, I'm excited to be a parent. Uh, I know Dennis is too. So, um, you know, uh, but you know, we're waiting for, for the right kid to come along. Mm hmm. Yeah, so, totally. And it's and it's a lot of it's a lot of bureaucracy too. So and we are we are adopting an older kid, um, like a four to seven year old, ideally. Uh, Which and, technically should be easier. Yes, absolutely. Well, you know, I mean, it's easier from the standpoint of uh, you know any trauma that they've experienced is easier to get over the younger they are. Oh no, I was gonna say just competitively speaking because most parents want younger kids yeah yeah it's you guys want yeah, like it's, uh, it's, a, weird, it's a weird age group you know there there aren't a ton you, of you guys almost want a tween yeah i mean yeah seven or eight is kind of the high end of that but we'd prefer no, a younger tween is like eight to eleven oh yeah no we i mean uh at the younger spectrum of yes, that age it's like be... it's like maybe yeah lower range but i mean so we're both people of strong faith and we believe that the you know the right kid will come along when it's time and Mm -hmm. and 
So, uh, you know, but uh, it's a process. And so we're kind of going through that process, different stages of that process right now. So, yeah, that's uh, what's going on. Yeah. Well, it's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. Plus, I don't have anything like that. I mean, we're both working full time. So it's, you know, there are a lot of considerations to, Mm. uh, and both of us are going to continue to work full time. So it's not like it's, uh, you know, it's sort of hot, you know. It's a process, so yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. So now, now the now the entire universe knows this. Our four listeners. All right. Yes, our four listeners know this now. Yeah. So, anyway, so yeah, that's what's going on here at uh, in my life. <laughs> in 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 house of Casa de, Casa de Thurlo, Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's Um, what i was gonna say and i was like well it's sort of you can't really say that because dennis and i both live here but so it's but uh, you know i it's yeah anyway anyway mikasa um well that's a lot going on yeah yeah absolutely yep all right well i think that about does it for this episode i think so too i it's probably been a really long episode at this point Mike, did you want to talk a little bit more about our sponsor? If you haven't, sure. Yes, I can always talk about fan sets. Uh, super excited to meet the guys out in Las Vegas in less than two months. Um, oh my god! But uh, so soon. it is so soon. Yeah, absolutely. And I we have to make dinner reservations. Where are we going to eat? We're going to starve. We are not going to starve. It's definitely not going to starve. <laughs> oh my gosh, no. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I love fan sets. Obviously, I have a pin collection of my own, and uh, I've been collecting from fan sets since 2017. I met them at. Uh, I knew of them through discovering Trek, which was uh, Bill and Dan's uh, second podcast, right? Uh, instead of, uh, I don't know, instead of um, Trek Geeks, it was their first kind of expansion. So, yeah, uh, and I I went to Comic-Con, New York Comic-Con in 2017, met them. Uh, obviously, I don't expect them to remember. I don't necessarily remember, but they were really super nice. And I picked up my first set of pins there and I have uh, have picked up more pins at each Comic-Con that I've gone to and also... Uh, you know, through the pandemic, I've gotten a few here or there, including Boimler for you. I got Mariner for myself uh, and all of that. So anyway, all all that to say is there they have a ton of pins, not just Star Trek, but obviously this is a Star Trek podcast. So we're going to talk about them. Correct. And uh, they do have the newest one they do have, which is really cool, is a Section 31 Discovery Section 31 Delta full size pin. Uh, and they are going to be having a magnetic one. So, sort of a wear- more wearable one uh, coming out soon. Uh, they do have that anniversary collection, which is really cool. And you do get a free pin uh, if you buy the collection. There's uh, six of them, and you get a free seventh pin, which is really cool. And if you put more than $30 worth of pins into your cart, you will get free shipping in the U.S. And if you use the code DSPRIDE, you'll get an additional 10% off. All caps. DSPRIDE. 
Pins, pins, pins. Yeah. So, and also, if you come to the fan fan geeks party in Las Vegas, you're going to get a free pin as part maybe, of your entry. Maybe two if you take Johnson's. <laughs> Thanks, fans. Sure. Thanks, fans. That's for supporting Deep Space Pride and the Truck Geeks Podcast Network. Yay. All right. I think that about does it for this episode. Mike, is there anything else that you want to share with our loyal listeners? No, I think that's it. We'd love to hear who you your ideal date would be and uh, where you'd like to go. So definitely hit us up on social or email. And no, uh, we would love yeah. to hear from you. Yeah. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, we'll see you again next episode. Bye, everyone. Deep Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.